Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Welcome to Benson and those guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Good to join with you on this football eve. The guys are with me, Darren and Zach, Dan Borello, and joining us this week is Pastor Shane Haffey. Shane, good to have you with us now. He is a pastor, but he's also a Pittsburgh fan. And I guess across the board, the Pirates, the Steelers, uh, the Penguins, does that mess with your theology? Can you be a Bible believer and a Pittsburgh fan? You know, I get asked that question quite a bit, actually, and I always refer them to, you know, I could be a Cleveland fan. So, oh, you know. Slamming on the Cleveland fan. Hey, guys, host, uh, Jesus Montero suspended for the remainder of the season. Did you see this? The ice cream incident, as it's being called. Uh, he was, I guess, coaching first base on a rehab assignment, and the one of the coaches, a rehab uh, uh, I don't know, some type of cross-checking. Is that the position? That they, yeah, I think so, yeah. It was a position I wasn't familiar with. But the guy, I guess, got on Montero for not hustling off the field mm-hmm. and then orders an ice cream sandwich and has it delivered to Jesus, who went off, grabbed the bat, started chasing the guy, threw the sandwich at him, yelling <laughs> obs- uh, obscenities. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But uh, remember, Jesus Montero showed up 40 pounds overweight at spring training, has not really had a successful career in Seattle, and um, I guess he didn't take well to the ice cream sandwich joke. So Jesus is suspended, and this uh, scout has been also Suspend who knows what uh, that'll mean for his long term employment, but uh, no ice cream sandwiches for Jesus Montero. <laughs> Come on, bro, get it together. <laughs> Hustle off the field. How about this? Gino Oriema reported, reported for his phone call to Monet Davis. Huskies rivals uh, didn't like it too much when the UConn coach called. Miss Davis to congratulate her on that great uh, Little League World Series run. Uh, school is, uh, as of yet, unnamed school reported it to the American Athletic Conference as a potential recruiting violation. And here's my answer to that. The girl is 13. She's in eighth grade. The guy's calling her to say, hey, man, nice job. She expressed herself as an obvious UConn fan. Can, can you just get over it? Everyone loves this girl right now. I think I saw that Yasiel Pui got Monet Davis's autograph. Let it go. It's innocent. He's he's just calling to congratulate a girl who's clearly a fan of his school. Yeah, I guess they defended it. He, uh, Oriyama and the and the school, UConn. Uh, this uh, Monet describing her as not yet a prospective student athlete. Uh, as a student who has not uh, started classes for the ninth grade. I mean, she's an eighth grade girl. She's 13. You can call the girl and say, hey, congratulations. We had a great run. Thanks for mentioning us. Uh, the NCAA is a joke, and you know what else is a joke? Uh, Gino Oriema's like, past is kind of ruffled a lot of feathers. I think someone just wanted to get under his skin and go ahead and do this. But that's that's pretty low for someone. I mean, it was like telegraph, basically. It's ridiculous. That's what you get. That's, that is what you get. It's ridiculous. Former New York Jets, now free agent wide receiver Stephen Hill, furious with uh, previous situations when he was with the Jets, blaming his lack of career, his lack of job on 
Rex Ryan, the two years, he says, in that situation is disheartening. He Actually, this is his agent that says this. He didn't have a chance that first year with the whole Tim Tebow, Mark Sanchez fiasco. Oh, uh, and then in his second year, Geno Smith was learning how to play quarterback, so they never threw deep because they simply they wanted to simplify things for Geno. Do you buy into this at all, that the agent blaming the Jets, blaming the quarterback situations for his client's lack of a career? I blame it a little bit because the quarterback play there has been pretty brutal at times. Um, that being said, when you get chances, you have to make the most of them. I don't think he really did. If I'm Stephen Hill, I'd be pretty excited not to have to play for the Jets at this point, though. Well, take the Jets out of it. If you are now a free agent, can't you get a run? Can't you get a tryout with another team? Can't you get picked up somewhere and then make a team? If you can play, teams tend to find a place for you. And it just looks to me like you got a bitter ex-player now, free agent, blaming his lack of success on other people. And it it, it really puts a bad taste in my mouth for the, just this whole situation. Yes, you had bad quarterbacks throwing you the ball, but really, dude, get over it. Maybe Maybe you are not as good as you think you are. I think also this has hurt his chances of getting a job somewhere else because who who wants to bring somebody in like this with an agent who's complaining, who's bitter? I mean, the Bills just cut T.J. Graham. Two years ago, they traded up in the draft, drafted him ahead of where Russell Wilson was drafted. He was going to be a big part of the team. He really didn't get good quarterback play, and he got cut, and you haven't heard a peep from him. As long as the injuries persist, though, some will give him a shot. Hey, you want to redeem yourself? Because there's always that coach's ego who thinks, I'm the one who can fix it. So a lot of words can be said, but at the end of the day, this agent's got a lot of clients, and he wouldn't say this if he, if he thought it wouldn't work. So we'll see. It may, it may backfire on him, but uh, in, in the NFL, trust me, he'll, he'll, he'll find some type of opportunity. Whether he makes the most of it is yet to be seen. Yeah, and, that, and again, that's my point. Get get an opportunity. Have your agent get you an opportunity and make a team. Then spout off. Right. Yeah, you then look, spout off. You look exactly pretty right. dumb, though, if you get another chance and you fail again. Then it might be definitely over for you at that point. It's either that or selling cars with uh, Josh. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the eve of the National Football League. I know one game has already been played, but tomorrow we got a full slate of football well, Monday night, we got a couple of games. This is really when it starts. Later on in the program, we're going to be, this is going to be the football show. We did this a few weeks ago with the World Cup. We're going to talk a lot of football after the break. We got some football guys coming on later in the program. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. 
title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy. Located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Therapy. You're invited to join Benson this November in the Dominican Republic as part of SCORE International's annual baseball outreach. Your life will be impacted as you help with daily baseball clinics and share the love of Jesus Christ, as well as delivering humanitarian assistance to the needful people of the Dominican Republic. This five-day missions trip includes morning and evening worship services, testimonies from professional ball players, and your choice of daily afternoon ministry opportunities in addition to the morning clinics. The trip departs from Rochester on Sunday, November 9th and returns Thursday, November 13th. Cost is $595 plus airfare, so you can expect the total cost to be around $1,200. The price includes meals, lodging, ground transportation, and airport transfers. Past trips have featured participation from such men as New York Yankee greats Mariana Rivera and Andy Pettit, former NL Rookie of the Year Chris Coughlin, Lou Pinella, Ian Kennedy, Gary Carter, Brett Butler, and many others. Former Atlanta Braves outfielder Otis Nixon is planning to be part of this year's trip. If you're a baseball fan who has wanted to experience the impact of a short-term missions trip, you won't want to miss this one. Contact Benson through our website, www www.btgprogram.com for more information. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, doors, kitchens, or baths. They're your all-exclusive company for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. And we're joined now on the Town and Country phone lines by New York Jets wide receiver David Nelson. David, thanks for joining us as we sit here on the yet a brink of another NFL season. Has the talk surrounded the Jets quarterback situation made it any more difficult for you to prepare for this upcoming season? You know, it, it, honestly, it did not. Um, throughout the whole process, we knew that this was this was Dino's team, and this was, um, you know, this was obviously his position based on the way he ended the year last year, and and kind of the way he just commanded the the team and commanded the offense in the off season. And so, uh, you know, we we knew that it was him, and, and and all along he was the guy that we were preparing to go along with, and and you know he did a great job of leading us this off season, and we're really excited to to, uh, to put a product in the field on Sunday. No, you play in a division that over these last few years has sort of been dominated by the Patriots. What is what is your team, the New York Jets, got to do to uh, take over the top of the division? 
Yeah, you know, it's this is my fifth year in the National Football League, and this is my fifth year in the AFC East. I spent three years in Buffalo, and now this is my second year with New York, and and so it's been, uh, you know, all seems to be all, all these years. It's always been the the feeling that you're kind of chasing those guys, and it's always um, the Patriots are the 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 gold standard of the AFC East, if you will. And so, you know, that's obviously something that I, I've been I've been, I've been very familiar with, and. That's definitely something we're trying to change. You know, we definitely feel like um, we have the guys in our in our locker room that, that that we have what it takes to to get to where we want to get. And you know, credit to those guys and credit to those guys at Foxborough what they've done and over the over the past few years and consistently uh, winning this division. But you know, we think it's time for a change, and, and we're excited to, to see if we can make that happen this year. You know, a few weeks ago on our program, we made mention of the Sports Spectrum magazine article that. You were featured in, and uh, you and your your ministry in Haiti. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how God used that missions trip in 2012 to stir your heart towards missions? Yeah, you know, and it's it, so it was such a powerful experience for me that it, I don't I don't even know if it was just for missions. I, I would say it was even more just to go deeper with Him and just to be more intimate and more relation, more relational with him. It was to a situation where I, I viewed God as somebody who I could come to when I needed him, um, somebody who I used as a superstition. Uh, I viewed Christianity as a, as a hobby, if you will. And, you know, just, just experiencing the depth of that experience and the power and the majestic beauty of the, um, the moment with that, with that kid and, and the experience that I had, and it's so powerful and profound. It just took me to a whole different dimension of really knowing what it's like to be a son of, of God and being uh, a follower of his, of his lead. And so, you know, it, it, because of that, I, I, I tapped into my purpose with mission. Because I went deeper with him and because I wanted to go deeper uh, for his purpose in my life and to completely fulfill this joy and this purpose that I had in my life, because I went deep with him, I was able to see clearly for the first time, and I was finally able to, to tap into my purpose, which is orphan children in, in, in third world countries. It was a great article, um, really inspiring with the work that you're doing and how it featured there. Uh, we're joined on the phone, by the way, by New York Jets wide receiver David Nelson. The ministry that uh, I understand it's you and your brothers, you started, it's called I'm Me. Where did that, where did that name originate from? You know, it, it's um, over the, the over our trips and over our experiences. You know, going to over over the sea. We've been to India, been to Sierra Leone, been Ghana, um, been to Haiti a few, many, many, many times. My brother lives there actually, and and the three of us, um, you know, grew up with a great family and great mom and dad. Um, you know, we grew up knowing what it's like to have a loving and supportive and encouraging environment. So we, we grew up with that. And people always ask me, you know, why orphans? Were you an orphan yourself? And I say, no, actually, quite the opposite. I grew I know what it's like to have that loving and encouraging environment. And I want every, I believe every child should be a part of that. And so I'm me is, is essentially what it is. It's kind of a, a, a play on words, but it's, we want every child to know that they are they are a son of the king or a daughter of the king, and that they are that their identity is not found in their circumstances. Their identity is not found in um, the fact they don't have a mother or a father or a place to sleep at night or um, a, a, a meal to eat. We want them to know that their identity rests and that they are an heir of the king. And we that, that's our goal. That's our mission is to give them 
that identity and allow them to find their identities and know that they were specifically and beautifully and fearfully made in God's image. And if they can find that and they can rest in that, then, that, then everything else will fall into place. Now, your work is specifically in Haiti, or are you involved in other countries? I know you mentioned you've been to other places. Yeah, our, our vision eventually is global. And, if, and for the sake of going deep versus going wide, we, our efforts right now are focused in Haiti. Um, Haiti is the poorest country in the world. It's where I experienced um, that powerful moment. My brothers came with me. It's where we kind of, all three of us, found congruency and union. Um, so we definitely felt uh, a strong command that, that, that Haiti, from, from God, that Haiti was our, our kind of starting point. Uh, we definitely feel that it's not going to be there full time eventually, hopefully. Uh, you know, our prayer is that as we grow and as we continue to, you know, serve these kids and love on these kids, that uh, we'll be able to expand our, our ministry and, and then take it to, to other places in the, in the world. David, can you, uh, the article went on a little bit, talked about your um, knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. Can you share a little bit about that salvation experience when it came to light for you? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I had the typical, uh, I guess I call it external experience, which you which experience whenever I was in eighth grade, I went to a youth camp and, um, you know, heard David Nasser was speaking and he gave the altar call and, um, you know, a bunch of my friends got up and went down and accepted Jesus in their heart. And I meant it, but I don't know if I really was ready for what came with it. Um, you know, I knew that I was accepting Jesus in my heart and, you know, I, I thought it was cool because I was able to do it with my friends and, um, you know, I did, I did the whole typical experience, and then two weeks later, um, you know, I went right back to my daily life. There was nothing in me that was sustaining me. It was just, like I said, it was a hobby. It was something that I was doing whenever it was convenient for me. Um, and then about three and a half years ago, when I went to Haiti, experiencing that, I realized that it was much more than that. And I, I, so I really think that that was my true salvation point. That was, that was a moment when I said the prayer, your will be done and meant it. It wasn't just a situation where I said, God, your will be done, and then filled in the blank and, ha- and put a limit or a cap on it. It was a situation where I truly meant it, and I, I said, God, I want to be all in for you, and I want to I know the depths that you have for me, and, and, and all of the um, all of the, the realms of, that you have for me. And so I, I think three and a half years ago, just experiencing that and, and seeing the love and the beauty in the eyes of an orphan child and, and just completely humbling and, and wrecking my heart really um, paved the way for me to, to experience God on a whole different level. While you were at uh, University of Florida playing with Tim Tebow, the article goes on, uh, talks about the impact that Tim had. Can you share a little bit about uh, his impact and uh, what that meant to you? You know, that, I, I've been extremely blessed, and I think it's something that is not my accident, that God has placed some, some incredible um, figures in my life just growing up. And, and, you know, Tim is obviously one of those. And, um, you know, not only was he a, a teammate of mine, but he was also a friend. He was also a roommate. I mean, I was able to live with him and see him, um, you know, speak to the media and speak to fans and, and the team, but also live it out each and every single day, every hour of every day. And so it was something that was deeper for me. And it was, uh, it was different to be completely honest with you, because, you know, I, I grew up in the church, but I'd also seen the same people who were saying the things in church were also the same people who were living different lives outside of the church walls. And so it was different for me, and it was an awakening for me to see somebody who not only said what he was saying, but was living what he was saying. And just him believing in me and, and seeing something in me at an early age, 
uh, really encouraged and inspired me. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I have a tremendous respect for him. And I, you know, even though he's one of my best friends, I, I look up to him and, and I appreciate everything that he does. And just the fact that he saw something in me at that time, whenever I was going through so much and trying to find myself and getting lost in so, so much of these worldly um, desires. And he still saw something in me and, and continued to pray for me and encourage me. Uh, he definitely was a was a, a guiding light for me to get to the situation where I am now and still growing. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that the life lived for Christ can certainly impact the life. You see it both positively, negatively. Um, we see when the way people live. Let me ask you how can how can people get Absolutely. involved with I'm Me? Is how can we uh, our listeners get involved? Is there something they can do to help? Well, yeah, well, right now there's two, there's two main things. And, you know, specifically uh, football season has started. We've, we've kind of launched an uh, uh, idea of ours, we call it Sudden Change Challenge. And it's kind of a, we call it philanthropy or uh, fantasy football for philanthropists. And it's just a way for people to, to log on and they pledge 2 $3 to their favorite team. Actually, I believe the Buffalo Bills won last year's challenge. Uh, I think we raised over $15,000 throughout the season. And, you know, hopefully we're looking to double that this year. Um, you know, it's easy to log on to at SuddenChangeChallenge.com. But the biggest thing for us is we rescued nine children from an abandoned home uh, about two months ago. And, you know, these kids, when we got them, were living in a situation where uh, you, when, we, when we found them, they were living in an in a abandoned building, completely dark. They hadn't eaten in a few days. They hadn't seen a, a human being in over three days. Um, it just smelled like pee, and, and just it was an awful situation. We brought those kids in, and... And just it's been incredible to see the restoration in their life and, and how they've become normal children. I think the youngest kid that we have is six months old, and the oldest, oldest boy that we have is eight, eight years old. And, and so we're setting up sponsorship for them and trying to be able to support them and get them into school. And, um, and like I said, it's just been a miracle to see the shift in their lives in two months just by giving them love food and and support. And so we're looking to take it to the next level, and hopefully uh, we can build our dream home and bring in a hundred orphan kids uh, if we can we can respond. But right now we're in the process of, of trying to find sponsors for those children. SuddenChangeChallenge.com. He's David Nelson, one-time Buffalo Bill, now part of the New York Jets. David, I want to thank you so much for coming on with us. We wish you all the best in the season ahead. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. Thank you very much for what you do. Have a great season, David. We'll catch you later. Thank you. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, ESPN Rochester. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at Town & Country Solutions Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. 
You're invited to join Benson this November in the Dominican Republic as part of SCORE International's annual baseball outreach. Your life will be impacted as you help with daily baseball clinics and share the love of Jesus Christ, as well as delivering humanitarian assistance to the needful people of the Dominican Republic. This five-day missions trip includes morning and evening worship services, testimonies from professional ball players, and your choice of daily afternoon ministry opportunities in addition to the morning clinics. The trip departs from Rochester on Sunday, November 9th and returns Thursday, November 13th. Cost is $595 plus airfare, so you can expect the total cost to be around $1,200. The price includes meals, lodging, ground transportation, and airport transfers. Past trips have featured participation from such men as New York Yankee greats Mariana Rivera and Andy Pettit, former NL Rookie of the Year Chris Coughlin, Lou Pinella, Ian Kennedy, Gary Carter, Brett Butler, and many others. Former Atlanta Braves outfielder Otis Nixon is planning to be part of this year's trip. If you're a baseball fan who has wanted to experience the impact of a short-term missions trip, you won't want to miss this one. Contact Benson through our website, www.btgprogram.com, for more information. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, doors, kitchens, or baths. They're your all-exclusive company for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can find us on the web, btgprogram.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, at BTG Program. We are joined now by Brian Galliford. Brian is the editor-in-chief of buffalorumblings.com, one of Zach's very favorite websites to go to. Brian, thanks for joining us on the eve of this football season. My pleasure, gentlemen. Hey, uh, we, you, I'm in a room with several Buffalo Bills fans. Now, i got to tell you the truth. I'm not one, but the other guys are all diehard Buffalo Bills fans, and they're saying that uh, they're excited about Kyle Orton. These guys are all very <laughs> pumped about it. What does he bring to the team, and do you think he'll be the starting quarterback at some point this season? Yeah, I do believe he will be the, the starter at some point this year, not necessarily for the reasons that many expect. Um, you know, E.J. Manuel has uh, durability issues that he needs to over, overcome. So one way or, the, well, one way or another, I think Orton makes it into the starting lineup at some point, and at that, you know, when that happens, he'll have an opportunity to keep hold of it for as long as possible. As far as what he brings to the roster, I think it's a proven, consistent track record at the game's most important position, and that's, I think, why a lot of people are excited because they had nothing of that sort at the quarterback position pretty much since this new regime came in. They had, you know. Between the three guys they had on the roster last year, they had one start between them, and you know they were going into the season with the same guys. So it's nice to just have a veteran who has who has played the game, who has won some games, who has played in big games, uh, just to have him on the roster, even if he's not starting right away. It's just comforting to know that you know there is something of a fallback option where the season won't be a complete waste if EJ Manuel doesn't pan out. The Buffalo Bills had a hard time scoring in the preseason. The offense looked. Um... I, you know, very poor at times. Do you think, Brian, that's who they are, or do you think that was just working through some things in the preseason? 
Uh, I think you could have one and the other at the same time. Um, that's definitely not who they are. They weren't running their offense. It's all very basic, bland stuff. You know, it, pretty much every team does that in the preseason. But at the same time, I mean, they looked bad enough doing that stuff that it wouldn't be surprising if they were still that bad uh, trying to score points and move the football. Um, but, I mean, you didn't see the Bills' offense that they're planning on running in, in any sense of the word. So, uh you know, we'll see. I mean, they went through the same thing back in the 2011 season, which was Chan Gailey's second year in Buffalo, and then they went out and dropped 41 points on the road in Kansas City in week one. So you, you never really know. We're talking with Brian Galliford. He's the editor-in-chief of BuffaloRumblings.com. Buffalo Bills fans, you want to be aware of that website. Uh, Brian, the Bills have uh, clearly added to their talent level uh, with players like Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, Brandon Spikes, do you have any predictions how many games you, in your opinion, you'll think they'll win and whether it's enough for them to actually be playoff contenders? Yeah, I think they're in that, you know, it, you kind of go with ranges at this point in the season because, A, they haven't played a game yet, and, B, there's so much that can change on a dime at, at any point in time in, in a, such a long season. Um, I think they're in that 7-9 that and nine to 9-7 nine and seven wheelhouse, uh, just in terms of you know what their physical talents say they can do. Uh, they, they play a tough schedule. They play the entire NFC North. Uh, they play the entire AFC West. It's, it's not an easy ride by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, they have a lot of talent. They're, they're relying on some, some, you know, a lot of major question marks panning out, Emmanuel being chief among them. But, uh, you know, the AFC East is not particularly tough beyond New England. I think they have a very good shot at becoming second in the in the division. And if they do that, then who knows? I mean, the AFC is not a, a power conference. Uh, there's not very many great teams, if any. I mean, Denver has some question marks even coming out of the Super Bowl. So um, I don't think it takes a lot to contend for a wild-card spot in the AFC. And uh, the Bills are certainly capable of it, but they have a lot of questions to overcome for sure. Should the Bills get off to a slow start, do you see any way that uh, Doug Marone gets himself on the hot seat before the season's over? Is his job in... I think he's on the hot seat right now. I mean, the team is for sale. Uh, there's going to be a new owner here in a, in a couple months, maybe even sooner than that. So, uh, you know, they, they have to win now. They, they have to put up a winning product this season, or whoever the new owner is, um, that he's probably going to want to have his own people in there. And uh, the only way that, that Doug Marone and Doug Whaley and those guys can, can make a good case for themselves is if they put together a good season. And that hasn't happened in Buffalo in a decade and a half. So, yeah, I think he's already on the hot seat. And I think you're seeing some of that kind of come through in the way he's um, kind of presented himself to the media. He seems like a much more stressed out, angsty version of the, the Doug Marone that we saw this time last year. Your article on Wednesday stated that the Bills' ownership race is down to three, Pagula, Trump, and the Bon Jovi group. Uh, would it seem to you that it's Pagula's team to lose at this point? Yeah, you know, all, of, all the guys that have done all the reporting on that, John Warrow and Tim Graham and John Crick up north, all those guys, everything has just sort of pointed to Donald Trump being an afterthought and, and John Bon Jovi's Toronto group. Uh, kind of having an uphill climb, and that leaves Pagula, you know, who is <laughs> clearly the, the leader in the popular vote, and he just kind of seems like he's perfectly situated at the moment. And as long as the money's right uh, in terms of the final offer, it seems like he's kind of a shoe-in at this point. Before we let you go, Brian, I want to ask you, are there any 
under-the-radar type players we should keep an eye out for this season that might be some surprise contributors with the Bills? Well, I think the easy answer to that is uh, Chantrell Henderson, the right tackle, the seventh-round pick out of Miami that no one really wanted to draft because of his, you know, he had a couple suspensions in college, kind of had a so-so career, even though he was a top recruit coming out of high school. He failed a combine drug test. He quit on his pro day workout, just lots and lots of red flags. And then he comes into Buffalo, uh, no no issues off the field yet so far, and he walks right into the starting right tackle job. Brian Galliford, editor-in-chief, BuffaloRumblings.com. Thanks for joining us. Brian knows the Bills almost or better than the Bills know the Bills. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, hope to have you on again as we go through this season of Buffalo Bills football. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. It is the football show. We're on the eve of a season. Guys, I want to just uh, go down quickly as, as we get through this. I don't, I'm not a big believer in predictions. I find them boring. I know everybody does them. I really think they're a little more than uneducated guesses. Maybe on a good day, they're educated guesses. Nobody knows. But just for, for the fun, let, let's go around the room, and I don't want to ask you your division winners or your playoffs, but who do you see in the Super Bowl? Do you guys have an idea? Uh, this is boring, but I, I got the Broncos going back just because, I mean, their offense is awesome. We know that, except in the Super Bowl, we know it. But Peyton Manning, he's great. But they've added they've added Vaughn Miller to their – they had Vaughn Miller. they got DeMarcus Ware now there, too. Their defense is much better. I like that. And – this one's a little bit, I wouldn't say it's out there, but I like the Niners. I really do. Um, Kaepernick played great the last six or so games of the regular season. I think he had uh, 10, 10 touchdowns to one interception. I think the ceiling for Kaepernick is, there isn't one. And he play, he's just been playing better and better. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to knock off the Seahawks and uh, they go to the Super Bowl. Seems year. to me in an unreasonable rant a few weeks ago, you predicted the Bills and the Cowboys would re-meet in the Super Bowl. <laughs> But you're saying Broncos Niners. I am. Zach, what do you think? I have the Broncos facing the Saints with the Saints coming out on top. Broncos Saints. I just think the Saints are so loaded, and I I think they're overdue. I think this is their year again. Shane, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I'm going with uh, a rematch from last year, uh, Broncos and Seattle, uh, with Broncos making it a much closer game, but ultimately Seattle winning. Now, before I ask you, Dan, uh, this is kind of—is this a conflict of interest? I and mean, you got the radio. Press, no, not at all. Press box. I don't know if you <laughs> picked it on your afternoon show yet. We, went, we did our picks on uh, Thursday, and um, you know the, the Seahawks and the Broncos. Uh, historically, the Super Bowl winner hasn't even won a playoff game in the last eight years. The heck with the loser. I gotta go with Packers beating the Colts in the Super Bowl. That's gonna uh, be my pick. At least he went out there and made it a little bit better radio than we did. It's so hard to but not to go with the chalk, but everybody tends to go with the chalk every year, so don't feel bad because well, the, it's 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 almost impossible not to. The Broncos' offense is just so great, and their defense has improved this year. Like, I, I love the Broncos, and I hate that I do, but I, I'm like you, though. I don't like the Seahawks, really. Uh, what were the Patriots the last ones to uh, repeat? Yep, I think it, was it was 10 years ago. Yeah. It, I, don't, I realize it's hard. You know, to repeat that hunger, that's mm-hmm. maybe one of the hardest things to repeating as a champion. But I think they are so good in Seattle and such a home field advantage in that stadium that I, I do see them coming. I think the Niners are going to give them fits. I think the NFC has a lot of good teams. 
Uh, the Saints are a great pick. The Niners are a great pick. But I just I really like the youth on Seattle, and I like how well they play. And I see them coming out and playing the Colts, and none of you guys pick the Colts. And I, I see a Colts Seahawks. I did. Oh, you did? I'm yeah, I did. sorry. Thanks what for paying attention. To? No, that's all right. <laughs> and I'm over here listening to some other show. No, that's I right. didn't take the Seahawks or the Niners because I feel like both of them have suffered along the defensive line. The Niners have a bunch of guys that are suspended uh, for various reasons. And then the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom, the secondary got a lot of the press, but a big component of their run last year was the depth they had in the defensive line all the guys that they had they, they could rotate through and they lost a lot of that depth this year a couple of those guys left and i just felt like the saints were a better choice do you think the rule changes hurt seattle it's so much talk about the defense and they really this is a uh, an offense league this is a league that loves its quarterbacks and it's almost like some of the rule changes or maybe not rule changes, but the penalty focuses that the referees are going to be throwing flags on, at least through the preseason, seem to be want to take that staunch defense out of the game and put it back in the, in the lap of the quarterbacks. The last few years, hasn't, haven't there been rules in the preseason that I mean, the, the referees have just harped on and, and hammered people on? And then you get to the regular season and it's back to business as usual. I really don't think the, the new rules on defense are going to change how good Seattle's defense is. I'm actually concerned for Seattle in terms of their offense. I know Golden Tate is not a huge household name, but he he moved the chains in Seattle last year, and losing him I think is going to be a bigger deal than any of these new potential defensive rules and limiting their defense because their defense is awesome. I have inside information mm-hmm. why Seattle will return. The 12th man is awesome. And my sister and my nephews are alive and well as part of that 12th man out there in Seattle, and they're going to carry that team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Benson and Those Guys. It's good to have you with us on the football show. Benson and Those Guys, ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Four six two three Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing. Nothing but God. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. McAfee's remodeling. 
Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, doors, kitchens, or baths. They're your all-exclusive company for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We've given you our Super Bowl previews. And again, you know, as far as predictions goes, who knows? Uh, but I do, I do want to ask you this, guys. Do you, some improved teams. What are some teams out there that you think have helped themselves this offseason and you are expecting a little bit more of in the year ahead? One of the teams, and this is going to sound weird, I think is better, are the Packers. They didn't have Aaron Rodgers for seven games last year, and they still made the playoffs. That's a good football team. You can lose Aaron Rodgers for seven games and still make it to the playoffs. They're better just by having a healthy Aaron Rodgers, even with without B.J. Raji on defense. Well, certainly, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the league, perhaps putting him in if he's able to stay healthy and stay on the field, that will certainly make them a better team. Zach, who do you see as an improved team this year? Uh, believe it or not, I have the St. Louis Rams. I know that Sam Bradford's out. They're going with uh, Sean Hill. They picked up Case Keenum on waivers, and he might be starting later on down the line. But they have one of, if not the best defensive lines in football. They're loaded. It's very deep. They can get after the quarterback. Um, they have Jeff Fisher coaching the team. Uh, I just I feel like... That division, they get overlooked because you have the Niners, the Seahawks, the Cardinals won 10 games, but look out for the Rams. I'm going actually with Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're coming of off course of, you are. Yeah, I have to. Um, they're coming off of back-to-back 8-8 eight and eight seasons. They have a lot of uh, questions that need to be answered. Uh, their defense looks great, uh, especially Palomalu. Um, looking for them to step up big this year. How do you guys like in the Dolphins? I see the Dolphins being a better football team. I Aren't they supposed to be better every year? It's kind of like the Bills. They're supposed to be better every year, and they're just not. I'm not a, I'm not a big Dolphins guy. I don't get on board with them. I think it's almost it should be against the law for, for men to like them because so many people like them because they got pretty color uniforms, and you know it's just not a team that real men should root for. And I know plenty of real men do, so I'm going to hear about this. But I do see them as an improved team. I see... Teams like the Bears, the Buccaneers. Um, Buccaneers I think the Buccaneers definitely. could make some noise in the playoffs this year. I think they have a very good chance of sneaking in there. I actually like the Bears, too. They have way too many offensive weapons, too. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year and make some noise. I mean, their offense is fantastic. And now, you know, combine that with a healthier defense this year, and I I think they could surprise a lot of people. As I look down it, and I'm trying to think of that last playoff team out of the NFC East, or just out of the NFC, not necessarily the East, of course, but uh, I'm looking at the Bears, I'm looking at the Buccaneers, and I'm trying to decide between these two, and I could see that going either way. I do kind of think the Bears will sneak in there. Dan, 
improved football team? Yes. Tro- Detroit Lions. I think the Lions are going to now that they have you know they have shored up their defense a little bit. Nick Fairley seems to have gotten his weight back under control, and Dominican Sue's playing for a contract here. You have uh, Jim Caldwell coming in. They finally have an offensive-minded coach in Detroit after having years of just like mediocre coaches or defensive coaches. And you know now, okay, he's going to get the benefit of coaching guys like Matt Stafford. I mean, uh, Caldwell was a guy who brought the uh, Indianapolis Colts to a Super Bowl and then also had one of the worst years ever when Peyton Manning wasn't there. Well, which coach are we going to see? Well, he's got the tools in Stafford and he's got Calvin Johnson. So we'll see. I think the Lions are going to be a good team. I like Tampa Bay. They're pretty good. Chicago. But, I mean, only you know, only so many teams are going to come out of the NFC when you have four divisions and four of them are division winners. So Atlanta is probably going to improve this year, too. It's going to be a tough. The NFC is definitely the better of the two conferences, no question. Yeah, and when you look at that, you got your four division winners and Seattle and San Francisco – Whoever doesn't get the division is likely taking one of the wild card spots. So mm-hmm. you're really down in the NFC to everybody playing for that last wild card. The Bucks, the Bears, all these teams that the, may perhaps the Lions, and it really makes it. I, I see the Bears coming out of that. But looking at the other side of it, we've talked about the improved teams. What about the teams that um, are, are on the decline? Do you see some teams slipping back a little bit? I honestly think that uh, Carolina took took a step back they still have a solid defense but you know you you hear so much about new receivers trying to gel with their quarterback and get the timing cam newton has absolutely no one that he threw the ball to last year and you know they can look this and they can do that in the preseason whatever when it comes to the regular season new quarter or new receivers and quarterbacks don't always tend to work out and i could see cam newton in carolina having a having a tough time of things this year I have a couple teams that really struck me as trending the wrong direction. One is the Chiefs. Um, I know Alex Smith is a very good quarterback. Jamal Charles is one of the top three running backs in all of football. But I think we saw them get off to that 9-0 start last year, and they kind of got exposed after that as the worst 9-0 team ever. And I just feel like they haven't done enough to trend in the right direction. I think we see them take a step back. My other team is the Cowboys. They're going to score a lot of points, and they might somehow find a way to give up even more points. I just... I see them finishing worse than their usual 8-8. Eight eight. I think defense on both of those teams, because I agree with you, the Chiefs are one of those teams that the second half of the season last year, their their defense just kind of fell apart, and the Cowboys too with the defense. But I, I could be wrong, but weren't the, the Chiefs from 9-0 and they ended up being a sixth seed in the playoffs? Is that right? Yeah, they fell apart. And something that a lot of people aren't talking about is they didn't get a lot of production, the Chiefs didn't get a lot of production out of their receivers last year. And they basically did nothing to address that again this year. Uh, I, I I could see them very easily missing the playoffs this year. Chiefs also imploded in that playoff game against uh, the Colts. I mean, um, the like, third greatest, second greatest comeback in playoff history. I mean, I mean, you're not going to bounce back from that. No, they're they're done. Other teams on the decline, Dan. Uh, you know, I, I, it's hard because this this NFL year, I've gone with the chalk for the most part, and I hate I hate going with the chalk. But I mean, I, I, the Chiefs are the, are the big team that everybody's looking at. Going, yes, uh, I think I think Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh's going to win the division. Cincinnati's going to get in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. I think Pittsburgh's going to jump them. If you call that a decline, yeah, I think they'll be out in the first round of the playoffs uh, as well this year. But I wouldn't call it a major decline. I, I actually think. You know, you call me a pessimistic, pessimistic Bills fan here, but I think they're worse. Their their defense is fine. I, I really do like the Bills' defense. They're not a bad defense, but I think their offense was like twenty fourth or fifth in efficiency last year, and it's basically the same offense. And I saw nothing in the preseason to give me hope. And 
I, I'm, I, I think they're worse, and I think that uh, Marone's gone before the end of this year. Well, the thing is, it's not the same offense. I mean, the system is similar, but I mean, last year you were throwing to guys like TJ Graham. You know, you had, you had Stevie Johnson, but he was hurt half the season. Your leading receiver was Scott Chandler. And this year you have Mike Williams, who is one of the, if you look at the numbers, one of the biggest red zone targets in football. He gets a lot of targets in the red zone. He's a, he's a, a touchdown creator. And then you have Sammy Watkins, the number four overall draft pick. If Spiller's healthy, I see them being a lot more explosive this year. At the end of the day, you still have a very unproven E.J. Manuel who can't seem to stay on the field. And I do like the experience that Kyle Orton brings, but this is all too familiar of a scene for me where how how many weeks in is it going to be until Bills fans are, you know, chanting, we want Orton? You know, I'm pretty sure I heard some chants that we wanted Todd Collins back in the day and, you know, we wanted Fitzpatrick over whoever was in there. And it never works out. It, it, it's just... It's it's terrible. If you're, call, Bills fan. if you're calling for Kyle Orton this year, forget it. I mean, he'll probably be out there, but I mean, that means you know EJ is pretty much done. And then yeah. Kyle Orton is not exactly. I mean, he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I mean, he's not exactly Joe Montana either. So I, I think if you're waiting on that, you know, you could pretty much mail in your season now. If he can get out there and not make mistakes, you know, then more power to him. The problem is if he's out there, it's one of two reasons: EJ's hurt. Or EJ was horrible. Mm-hmm. And if EJ's horrible, odds are they got off to a horrible start, which means they've already dug themselves one foot in the grave. Well, and I'm already a little bit scared over Sammy Watkins. You get you get a rib injury this early, it's something that might nag you the rest of the season, and he, he might not have a great year just because of that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I sound like a typical Bills fan right now, and I, I guess I'm being one, but it's really hard to be optimistic after missing the playoffs for you know the better part of my life. You know, it's interesting, Zach, you mentioned the Cowboys as taking a slip back. I was talking to a Cowboys fan, and I didn't realize this because they're America's team. They win a lot. There's Super Bowls. There's a tradition of championships. And then somebody was, you know, they haven't won in how many years? Mid-90s? I think they've been 8-8, eight and eight, what, three years in a row now? Yeah, it's been a long time since they've won a championship. And you're thinking if you're a high school student, in your entire lifetime, they've not won a championship. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit because there's a team that you just think, yeah, every so many years they win a championship. But it's been a long time. It's been a drought for Cowboy fans. Mm Mm-hmm. Cowboys, uh, we'll see what happens with them. I know they've uh, put Michael Sam on the practice squad because their defense needs the help. So, I mean, we'll see if he if he ends up taking the field this year. But Tony Romo is coming off another back surgery. I mean, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be easy for them. I mean, Jason Garrett could be the first guy without an NFL coaching job this year. That was my next question. The first coach okay. that you think is going to let go? He he could be that guy. Mike Smith in Atlanta could also be that guy. If if they, if Atlanta gets off to a rough start, Tom D- Dimitrov is not going to wait to pull the plug on this guy if he can't I, bounce back. I wouldn't be surprised if Marone was one of the first guys. Now I don't think it's as likely as the other two that Dan mentioned. But I mean, let's say the Bills start off zero and four, zero and five, zero and six. It wouldn't be crazy to see Marone shipped out. Like, I'm not. I don't think he will. But I mean, that is a possibility. Yeah, I, I see Jason Garrett on a very, you know, they get off to a slow start. They'll make a replacement there in Dallas. Yeah, they very well easily could. Uh, my coach that might be on the hot seat soon is Mike Patton in Cleveland. Not that he necessarily will deserve it, but they've shown a willingness to fire good coaches after one season, and it's looking pretty bleak up there right now. They fire everybody in, in Cleveland. What about Harbaugh in, uh, in Baltimore? I can never remember which one is Jim. John. Or yeah, John. He had a bad season last year. Maybe the Super Bowl hangover. I think they'll be improved this year, but, I mean, is he maybe – on a little bit of a hot seat if they're bad? I don't think you have to worry about them getting off to a slow start. I think that's going to be a strong football team. 
You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN Rochester. We're glad you're with us, and we'll be back after the break to talk about more stuff. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, One. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing. Nothing but God. And now, a fantasy moment with Darren's wife. It's about football. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, presented by Town and Country Pest Solutions. I'm Darren, uh, and I have my wife on the phone to give us a, a real quick fantasy advice. Uh, babe, with, with C.J. Spiller and Reggie Bush being drafted in similar rounds uh, uh, this year in fantasy drafts, who do you think people should have taken? Wait, ask me, ask me again. With C.J. Spiller and Reggie Bush being drafted uh, in similar similar rounds of fantasy drafts this year, who do you think uh, people should have taken? Well, I don't really know anything recent about Reggie Bush. Because truthfully, the last thing I know about him <laughs> awesome. was when he broke up with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so I guess I would pick C.J. Spiller. Okay, awesome. You you're gonna pick CJ Spiller because Reggie Bush dated Kim Kardashian. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I just don't really know anything else about him. That's all I can think of when no, I hear no. his name. That's perfect. We're we're gonna go with it. We're gonna run Spiller out there this week over uh, over Reggie Bush, and uh, and we'll <laughs> see how you do. You you know, I just I gotta say it's been a good run. Kim Kardashian has made an appearance now on this show. It's over. <laughs> the show, I mean, crash and burn. We We're are done. done. <laughs> it's been nice to be on the air with everybody. <laughs> Glad but I could help. This is what happens when we give the put the show in Darren and his wife's hands. We just, <laughs> Mandy, thanks for joining us. This is Benson and those guys. Uh, we're going to go around the room. We'll nail our pest of the week. And actually, before we do that, Darren, you have an unreasonable rant that last week. We did not get to. So now everybody's I'm so on, ready for this. Yeah, this is going to be polished. This is going to be perfect. Everybody right now is <laughs> on the edge of their seat waiting for this. So bring us your unreasonable rant for this. All week. right. With the NFL regular season kicking off, I feel as though I have to address something that's bothered me for years, something that can ruin any given Sunday, and that's the unreasonable fan. Something usually reserved for 12-year-olds, this grown man wears a jersey every day of the week, but not just any jersey, custom jerseys, with his nickname on the back. He also refers to everyone as boss or son, neither of which he actually has because no one will hire him and no one wants to be with a guy who's too busy tanning or getting his lift on to 
spend time with them. Enjoying a game with this guy nearby is nearly impossible because in his mind, the ref who he's berating for not marking the ball fast enough can hear him and his constant use of the F-bomb will change things. And being drunk by the second quarter and loudly fighting with his brosif over who's better at Madden is as inevitable as the Patriots winning the AFC East. So if this is you, stop. Go buy a shirt that isn't a jersey, pull your pants up and enjoy the game like the adult you're supposed to be. The football fan community thanks you in advance for your cooperation. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, and it is time for our Pest of the Week. Mine is University of Arkansas Little Rock Athletic Director Chris Peterson. Peterson was caught talking dirty about a soccer player's mom last month during a live broadcast. They broke away, but the (laughs) microphone was still on, and he was saying some uh, very uncool things about the soccer mom. Chris Peterson... My pest of the week. My my pest of the week is Wes Welker. Not for using PEDs. I'm actually convinced more professional athletes use them than don't. But for his overplayed predictable response when people found out. Wes, you're only the millionth professional athlete to say you would never knowingly take a performance-enhancing drug after failing a drug test. I, I, I never saw this lame excuse coming, man. You fooled everybody. Professional athletes, with maybe the exception of Vince Wilfork, watch very closely what goes into their bodies, and I will not for one second believe you didn't know. You got caught on it. My pest of the week is Tom Brady. Uh, when I asked about the Wes Welker situation, he said, As a friend, you always hope the best, but this is not friend time. It's opponent time. Uh, he's still your friend. If you care about him, give him a call. Maybe help him to stay off the drugs. You should probably be concerned about your friend. Tom Brady is dating a supermodel. He's married to one. He's married to a supermodel. He has no friends other than her. (laughs) My pest of the week is Jerry Jones, owner of Dallas Cowboys, for signing Michael Sam to the practice squad and then later stating in an article that he is nowhere near ready for playing on a professional football team. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. I want to thank you for joining us. Check out SuddenChangeChallenge.com. Help David Nelson and his ministry out. I want to thank David for joining us. Thank you to Brian Galliford of BuffaloRumblings.com for joining us. And we'll see you next week on Benson and Those Guys. Hi, it's Benson. I hope you enjoy the program. We've set out to bring you a different kind of sports talk show. We want to be entertaining, but we also have a message to share. And that's the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that God is glorified through the show's mixing of sports, humor, and faith. And our goal is that the program appeals to everyone, not just faith-based audiences. After all, it's not a faith program with sports. It's a sports program with faith. But the costs are considerable, I'm afraid. Advertisers are certainly a helpful blessing, but we're primarily a listener-supported program, and in order to continue what we're doing, we need your help. Perhaps you could consider giving a financial gift. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, with every gift of $25 or more, we'll send you a T-shirt to say thank you. On behalf of those guys, I want you to know that we covet your prayers and appreciate your support. Thanks again for listening to Benson and those guys.